rifling through those long boxes. It's gotta be here, it's gotta be here, it's gotta be here. Aha! Here it is! And bagging those books. I'm out of bags and boards again. Welcome to your home for Star Wars comics. The Cosmic Force Podcast. A Utini Podcast Network production. And now, here are your hosts, Parker Kirk, Caleb Laminek, and Jacob Boat. Hello and welcome to the Cosmic Force, your weekly, now officially weekly, Star Wars Comics podcast coming out every Wednesday on your favorite podcasting audio platforms. Thanks everyone for tuning in. If you want to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Utini, where for as little as $5 a month, you can gain exclusive access to the entire Utini podcast network of shows. But with that out of the way, we're going to jump into it. This week, we are discussing the brand new issue of a four-issue miniseries, Mace Windu Number 1. But first, how are you all doing? Caleb, we'll start with you. What's what's going Ex- on with you? Excellent. Um, no, things are actually doing really great. You know, I was complaining a little bit beforehand. I still haven't found a house to buy yet. But, you know, that's one thing that me and my wife will tackle at our own time now. So we're still living in a great model home as people come and go trying to, you know, think if they want to buy my house or not. So, uh, no, things are great. Um, you know, we've got some pretty good Star Wars comment, uh, content coming out now. Though we have you know the mace window series we got a uh, bad batch on the horizon it's just mm-hmm. been a really solid time right now in the uh in the, in the star wars universe that sounds great oz how about you how is your time yeah. in the star wars universe uh things are good both in the star wars and the real universe and uh, i've i've found that uh finding a house to buy is not the hard part it's finding a house that will let you buy it uh mm-hmm. before someone else buys it mm-hmm. uh, that's that's where it gets really tricky but um thankfully i Found my house a few years ago and hopefully won't need to find another one for a while. Uh, but otherwise, all is good. Definitely looking forward to the Bad Batch next week, which I guess as of when this airs is today. Today, we, yes. We still don't right now know if they're doing a midnight or a, a, a 9 p.m. thing. Uh, Praying for 9 p.m. <laughs> yeah. So. Especially because it's a three-episode premiere. So, Yeah. Um, I mean, I am a stay-at-home dad, so I can make... Uh, whichever time slot work but it is mm-hmm. it's fun to experience it all at once yeah yeah luckily i guess like if if it is thursday is like my one my one like get to sleep in a little bit more day so if it is a, a later release i can make it work but you know uh, so hopefully if it's, if it's a midnight or release, it's it used to be midnight tuesday night. i don't yeah. know i I, <laughs> I guess i will find out at some point hopefully next week when this issue or when this series comes out but until then i don't have a house and for me the hardest part is having money to buy a house but hey <laughs> that's a future me problem let's talk about yeah, I guess some we did kind of gloss over that <laughs> yeah that, yeah that's yeah. a very, it's pretty big uh pretty big hurdle but uh as far as things we're reading i have not really read a whole lot in the last week um maybe like three chapters of escape from Valo, which is like nothing so <laughs> that's, that's like yeah pages. yeah hey it's like it no it's like 20 pages but there are like five words per page so yeah but yeah that I, are you not, enjoying it though i am enjoying it it's a lot of fun uh it's just like finding the motivation to read is kind of escaped me at this time oh yeah so Absolutely. i just finished that um you know i guess a, a week or so ago i really enjoyed it um probably my favorite of the of the young readers books in the high mm-hmm. republic so far which is maybe not a lot of strong content they're there are a lot of kind of one-off adventures, whereas this one kind of firmly ties in with the Daniel Jose Olderverse. You know, mm-hmm. we've got Ram, 
We've got these new characters that I imagine will pop up. We got uh, his characters cameo from the Phase Two comics. Yeah, man, there's it's a pretty gluppy book. Uh, yeah, get ready to Google some proper nouns when you come across them. You'll be like, wait, he was in something already. Yeah, Cryoant uh, Vizzle or whatever. You know who? Um, right. But yeah, it's been fun so far. I bookmarked your uh, your spoiler post uh, in Slack to come back to later. So oh, good. I I'm not sure anyone's responded. Uh, I think Eric did. Eric. Yeah, yeah, Eric yeah, yeah. yeah. The one that re- had to review the book. Yeah. It. But hey, you know, not everyone has to read the books made for children. It's just for us sickos and yeah, the yes. and the children that it was written for. And yeah, that's fine. And children. Uh, yeah. We'll transition into. I've been reading two things. One of them, the relevant one to that, uh, I, I just a few minutes ago put my son to bed. He's freshly two, uh, nice. and he made me proud. A lot of parents right now, you know, the hardcore Star Wars nerds are are trying to tell their kids it's not Baby Yoda, it's Grogu, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we're we're on a different thing. We're reading Jedi Brave in Every Way, which you should. Yes, classic. High Republic's kids books, yeah. and he says Chewie for Buriaga. That's fine. Yeah. I get it. But he won me back over. He he saw Burry and said present. And I'm like, why is he saying present? My wife points out it's because in the other kids book, Ellie and me, the Galaxy's Edge kids book, there's a Wookiee who gives the main character a present. It is neither Burry or Chewie, but he's going to grow up. People are like, who's your favorite Star Wars character? Luke Skywalker, Yoda, whatever. He's going to be like Salju from Galaxy's Edge, Ellie and me. <laughs> Isn't the Ellie and Me book like something you could only get at Target or something like that? I only found I, out it existed like very recently. It is a Target exclusive. Um, I I imagine you can maybe get it at the parks, but maybe not. Yeah. Uh, it's it's actually pretty good. It's very little Star Wars, but uh, he's a big fan, and so he has three favorite Wookiee characters. They just all happen to be called Chewie, uh, <laughs> which I don't know. It's kind of a neat yeah, little point of pride. He, you you know how much I love the obscurities, so. Mm-hmm. He's getting very deep in them already. Right. Uh, I'll have to get him that uh, that Australian magazine that has a two-page Chewy story that I actually don't <laughs> even have a copy of. Um, but then the other thing I've been reading, I finally uh, also today finished East of West uh, by Jonathan Hickman and Nick Dragata. Uh, it, it originally came out starting in like 2012 or 13, and I got the first few issues, loved it then, but never kept up with it. So I finally read the hardcovers. It's genuinely one of the best comics I've ever read. Uh, I'm I've mentioned Jonathan Hickman maybe once or twice on this podcast uh, per episode. Uh, mm-hmm. I I love the dude, um, and this is this is his one like long form work that he's actually finished. That's he does have an issue sometimes with you know either the artist mm-hmm. stopping or things drop or with Marvel obviously crossovers change everything. But East of West forty five issues and it's all bangers. Um, so yeah, check it out sometime. But uh, Caleb, what about you? Um, still going through County Monte Cristo, which is still really good. Uh, I didn't read it, but I will say that I did absorb, and you know, I got some points on my American card. I did see the uh, Super Bowl on Sunday. Of course, of course, with another Excellent. with 123 million other people or something like that. Now it was, it was apparently it is the most streamed, like our most like you know streamed service thing ever it's at the this most point, which is watched telecast of all time that telecast that's I the magic word i was looking for the moon landing was uh, uh okay one caveat i saw which like i mean that's all fair. right that's valid yeah that, that's fair like but then again that moon landing was in 69 so you yeah. know and that been... was like literally every tv set on the planet was turned Correct. to it but there were only you know 100 million of them 
Exactly. Uh, so um, as a marginal sports fan, it was fine. Like the team I was, I was rooting for got did not win and made a lot of big mistakes during the last quarter. So it, it, after I got to that, I turned to my wife and I'm like, oh, this is why I don't watch sports more often because the constant heartbreak, man, <laughs> sucks. <laughs> Yeah, it's so funny getting invested when you don't care about a game. Like, mm-hmm. you'll get really nervous at the end. You're like, I, my life doesn't change whatever happens here in the next five minutes, but it means everything to me. Like, I arbitrarily picked San Francisco, uh, you know, a week ago. It's like, I think, I think I'm going to be a San Francisco. I think I'm going to want them to win. And then they didn't. And then I was like, I was like, wow, I'm like really bummed out. Like <laughs> it feels like the rest of my night is ruined. Also because it went to overtime and it was like 10 o'clock when I was finally able to go to bed right before work. It was oh, that's a disaster. Just that wait till long. you watch hockey and you have a, your team on the plane on the West coast. And it's like the game starts at 10 PM and it's a Thursday. And, and you're like five. overtimes. <laughs> yeah. It's like, <sighs> so, which I don't but, know if hockey can do that anymore. Uh, no hockey for regular season. They have uh, one overtime and then shootout. So, uh, but hey, enough sports. Let's talk comic books. We do have a tiny, tiny bit of news to start off with. Uh, this was now. It's probably about a week and a half ago by the time you all listened to it. But we are getting an Ahsoka TV show adaptation. Uh, eight issues for eight episodes of television coming out in July. It'll be written by Rodney Barnes, who I believe did the IG-88 one-shot from War of the Bounty Hunters and maybe some of the Mando stuff as well. And then art by Steve Cummings. And that's actually very... I mean, obviously we prefer Steve Cummings over what we've kind of been getting lately, but Steve Cummings, like, on his own, is a very solid artist as well. Um, So that'll be... I think he did... Also, War of the Bounty Hunters? Question mark like the main, either the alpha or the main series of War of the Bounty Hunters. Uh, uh, I'm not sure. I did just pull it up. So at least uh, Rodney Barnes, he did uh, IG88. He did at least the first four issues of of the Mando season one. I guess they changed writers, or maybe just the book's not up to date, which is also very possible. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then Lando Double or Nothing. That oh, uh, that's the cool. Solo tie-in. Yeah. Uh, uh, Steve Cummings worked on Crimson Rain in Hidden Empire. I don't know uh, how okay. many. Um, his his uh, Wikipedia page is a stub. But hey, um, uh, you know, Rodney Barnes do... also wrote uh, an insider short story. So that we want to talk about some obscurities. One of the galactic tales from the shadows come the crayon. I actually don't think I've read that one yet. I'm a little I, that does not sound familiar. Um, now, the, uh, Attack of the Clones tie-ins. Now, I do find it interesting that we still haven't done the Mando season three uh Comic, yeah, this right? this is an interesting kind of jumping forward because we have yeah we've done Mando one two and Kenobi is almost done now, so we have skipped Book of Boba Fett, Mando season three, and Andor as our other Andor, live action yeah. television series that are unadapted. Um, well, let's be honest, Andor sadly I, they're just not going to do it. They don't they don't put any marketing love into Andor. It they it is yeah it'll happen. That's bizarre. Maybe when it's all done, um. I, I think it makes sense why they jumped to Ahsoka because you mm-hmm. don't need even though she shows up for an episode of of Boba Fett you don't really need those. Also, also anyone who's buying this comic exactly. has watched the series, <laughs> right? And I think it just makes sense that like, hey, Ahsoka is the thing that came out the most recent. Let's kind of try and like ride the wave while we can. And, whereas like and Book of Boba Fett be... is so far removed that no one cares about it right now. We'll get <laughs> exactly. we'll get around to it eventually, but let's like prioritize the thing that's happening now. And you know, Ahsoka will begin a season two, so they want to keep that hype just 
trickling just a little bit, keep that uh, news cycle going. Yeah, yeah I mean, hopefully. and um, there's probably gonna be mad variant covers for this thing. Oh yeah, the uh, first oh. issue had um, uh, David Nakayama, I think, was the main A cover, but uh, Jan Dersima is doing oh, one. Yeah. Oh, that's um, the Mon Mothma variant, variant, right? Uh, no, no, that's the Women of Marvel variant you're thinking of, which okay. the pairings for those are hilarious. A lot of those, speaking of news, we are an audio podcast, but go check out the Women uh, of Star Wars variant. Women, Women's History Month, I believe, for Women's April. History Month. That's, yeah, that's what it's called. I mean, they look fantastic. It's the, just odd choices. I mean, that's how variants work. You've got um, yeah. Asajj on a Jango Fett one, I think. I want to say uh, yeah. you've got... Mon Mothman Star Wars, which I guess kind of makes sense, but then you've got Omega on, I don't know. Obi Wan, I think it's Obi Wan. Yeah, Obi Wan. Rose is on on Django Fett. Fett. Oh yeah, see, you could have put Omega on Django Fett, right? Like or or Sing, since she's going to be in. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Um, the Omega cover is is one of my favorite covers I've seen in a long time, uh, and then the Ahsoka mm-hmm. one is a banger too. Uh, yeah, Ahsoka's on High Republic. Yeah, it's I, yeah. I guess um, when the book of Boba Fett comes out, that'll have a lot of great variant covers. Who doesn't Hopefully. love a Boba Fett cover? But I will be interested to see if they keep doing these adaptations. They must do well enough, um, and then just you know, I pray guess. to all your gods that they go eventually go back and do episode nine. Yeah, I, 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 I'm very curious if just like. I, I really hate like for like speculate like comic speculators like people that are like oh yeah like it's a first appearance of a character because they're in the adaptation like I feel like that's just like cheap like it's yeah, you know it's you know it's coming you know who the character is uh, there's no there's nothing exciting about it but I, I am curious if like people just like you know I know that Mando season two episode one or whatever is the first appearance of Cobb Vanth in a comic book. I already know it's coming because I've watched the TV show. I'm going to buy that just because. Yeah, that's that's exactly why I don't get into comic speculating. It's it's, that's just not fun for me. I mean, making money is cool if it works out. Um, but I've seen it not work out plenty of times. I was about to say, it feels like you're literally playing wall street bets, you know, at that point. No, it really is like you always see, um, I used to work for a guy who was an uh, an agent for comic book artists, but he also kind of flipped books on the side and, and did all that. And I would was selling stuff on eBay for him, and I was selling so many copies of these two issues of The Walking Dead because the rumors were that Daryl Dixon was going to finally show up in the comics. Uh, and guess what? He didn't. So he was just left over with like 100 copies of both of these issues. that Which we were, were worthless. Yeah, we were selling at cost. Yeah. Um, or that's, like you know, that's yeah. the game. He also invested in uh, Edge of Spider Verse Two, which is where Spider Gwen came from, and he made uh, more than a little bit of money on that. So you oh, know, it bad. all washes out. Yeah. Hey, my my one like in basically investment comic that I bought off the shelf and I'm holding on to is uh, the Batman Who Laughs first appearance. Um, oh, nice. That's like nothing crazy, but hey, you know, we don't really have to. You know, when Afro finally appears in live action and that comic is even more unobtainable, then we can yeah. talk about it a little bit more. But for now, we can move on to our discussion of Mace Windu number one, not to be confused with Mace Windu Jedi of the Republic number one, which came out multiple years ago. Yeah, um, or, it is kind of a our Mace Windu quick, HF Republic. Or, uh, before we even get to the content, it's a bummer that they went back to the just name. 
name character name miniseries especially after uh the book got such a rad title what is it mace windu oh glass of, glass of yeah yes yes yeah that's so well rad. they did do the yoda they just have yoda as yeah, the, i uh, know that's the that's that's, that's the yeah, boring we've got Prince yeah Leia, we've got han solo we've got han solo and chewbacca we got sonastaros <laughs> uh yeah like yeah we did we got darth maul one. it's just like that hey we're gonna Tell a story about a character with Jango Fett. We got with a four or five issue miniseries, and it's just their name. Yeah, and I like the like story. It's just kind of give it's us like a little that Darth Maul after we had gotten Darth Maul, son of Dathomir, which is just such a stronger title. I mean, I'm not an SEO expert. I just and it's such a dumb thing to complain about. Oh, the title. Oh, yeah, I like the story, but hey, speaking of Caleb, well, actually, first, sorry, this was written by say, Mark Bernardin. Uh, pencils from George's Genty, uh, colors from Andrew Dollhouse, and inks uh, Dexter Vines. So, Caleb, what happens in this issue of Mason right. We got an uh, action-packed uh, opening here. It starts right where the uh, Revelation teaser ended on the ocean moon of uh, Devshi. Uh, Mace Windu breaks the water surface and, uh, you know, in the pursuit of uh, the skeleton key, conscripts a local fisherman to help uh, chased him down and then destroys these droids that are attempting to escape. When he uh, gets dried off, he returns to the Jedi Temple, where Yoda has another mission for him. A citizen named uh, Zeta Cruz has discovered a high-performance type of coaxium, and that could supercharge any ship fueled by it. Fearful, fearful of what this could be, uh, mean in the wrong hands, Mace is sent to Romita. Sorry, Romira to track down and retrieve the formula for the Republic. Using some old-fashioned detective work, make Mace tracks crews across the city's underground, or the underground city, more like, uh, until a foot chase starts. Uh, Cruz is cornered by another party, the security of the local refinery, looking to uh, retrieve the fuel, but uh, Jedi Knight Windu saves her, and they finally make contact. And we can't have a fun like you. I'm here to rescue you. Kind of splash page, and then the uh, issue ended right there. I, th I think we should start off with the interesting part of the revelation teaser. Yeah, uh, let me just go ahead and eat some crow. I yeah, uh, I guaranteed. I believe if we want to go back to the tapes, that that the revelation story was going to be the first eight pages of this issue. And that was and, not true. Uh, I I also we should have known considering the, it was a different artist. Uh, yeah which is sort of weird they did that i guess they needed but mm -hmm. yeah it had um it was just a a prologue um so my it, it reminded yeah it, it was very much like a james bond opening like a, that opening gambit you know where it's like hey this is like we're showing off how cool the character is how competent they are but it also has nothing to do with the rest of the plot yeah right um which is, is fine i mean you got to have a little intro but it's weird that like I'd, I'd be curious to know how this read without revelations. I mean, I think you get all the information you need, but it right. really I mean, is just like he, the next yeah. page. He does come back to Yoda and is like, I here, I solved my mission of getting the skeleton key back. And that, you know, that kind of just establishes what you need to know. Yeah. I, I, you know, I did expect maybe, well, I probably shouldn't have expected this because I should have read the solicits, but I was like, oh, I guess the skeleton key is the plot of this mm -hmm. story. And they're like, no, it's solved. Um, yeah, that, it's like, that it definitely is like, 
wait, this is this is a, a really cool like magic item that opens any door. Like that'd be really cool. Like and it's like, well, actually, it's it's uh it's uh NOS, it's high octane jet fuel. That's that's going to be the uh, MacGuffin yeah. here. It's like, oh, well, that that's cool too. But you know, skeleton key. Yeah, and then I guess the other thing for like, you know, hey, the Re- revelation story came first was not in this comic book. Well, interesting to see if this will be collected in the uh, trade paperback, but I don't want to set off Oz. Uh, the other thing it has worth- to be, it has it, to be. I feel like it has it. to be. It makes no sense for them not to put this here. Yeah. Uh, who yeah, knows? Where, like, otherwise it wouldn't go anywhere. So the last revelations was all this one sort of flowy. I have webish bog thing. Whereas this is just eight pages stories, copy paste, dump yep. it in. Even if you want to be weird about it, put it in the back of the trade. Um, you know, don't, I mean, don't do that, please. but, but yeah. if you, if you have to, but the other thing I was going to mention is timeline wise, this is probably cause uh, tales of the Jedi has lots of timeline questions, but this one is it in Star Wars.com mentioned it's before he is a Jedi master, which is established mm-hmm. in tales of the Jedi. I would say like a decade plus before Phantom Menace probably, um, is, is where you're generally probably. looking so uh-huh. That yeah. would possibly put this as the earliest non-High Republic story in canon. Am I missing something? Um, I mean, uh, definitely comic. But if, oh. I, if you consider that High Republic is kind of yeah. no, that's not no, that's I was, I was about to say definitely comic story wise. I think it's the earliest one. Yeah, that Unless, is de- well Yoda. Uh, well, I was about but to that, say but yeah, but that Yoda. first arc is a High Republic. Oh, yeah. but anyway, this is before the films um yeah considerably uh, an area we're about to be exploring a bit more with that glass abyss novel which jango fed jango fed yeah we've got the the living force um the glass abyss may actually be in between one and two uh, well, hey we'll, we'll we'll you know i was about to say it's it, it's still like you know pre-clone wars era which is still kind of an interesting time yeah, frame we just we don't have much here and it's fun to see because i love the vibe of mm-hmm um of that era and which i think one of my favorite parts about this book and it's not something i can like put my finger on i'm i'm not an artist i can't describe why but it feels like the old dark horse it feels dark horse so yeah no 100 like, percent. i had the same thought everything Ooh. about it like if, if you handed it to me if it didn't have the marvel font i would totally believe this was a legends comic just because you know, of the way yoda's drawn the way this other jedi girl i've, I've forgotten her name uh gara Mm-hmm. Everything about it, it just looks kind of like the the dark horse of ten years ago. You know, I didn't have that that thought, but once you put it in my brain, I'm like, that totally makes sense. Like the underground city that he goes to has like a really fun like cyberpunk aesthetic there, mm-hmm. and it's like a really like you, they spend so many like establishing shots, you know, showing him going around the city and like the different angles of things, like the starships and the the um the cruisers and like the Boats all have that chunky look to it, like they really designed and you know filled it all out. I think so. I, I'm looking at this this like splash page of the underground city. I think what makes me feel more dark horse is a lot of the things. It almost like specifically makes me feel of Star Wars Tales, which I've not read a whole lot of. Um, but I did actually finish all the Star Wars Tales. It yeah, feel, like a lot of like just looking at buildings, like it feels a lot softer. You have a lot of like rounded edges and everything where like, I feel like a Marvel thing would be like lots of straight lines, very like crisp corners and stuff like that, where this is just, 
it's softer it feels like not like melting uh per se but it's yeah and maybe that's just us saying we we think that this art is better than a lot of other recent art i don't know um which is funny because he's done uh some work on the high republic and mm -hmm. at least in phase one i know he did yeah he um, he did some fill-in issues for the main marvel series in phase yeah. one um, yeah anyway i i thought the art was great like i I think that was my biggest qualm with the old Mace series. What uh, what was it called? Jedi of the Republic. Right. Uh, yeah. Not my favorite art. The art blew it blew me away in this one. It's like it's not the most like detailed art, but it's very expressive. It's very like like everything feels warm. There's great lighting, great hatching. Yeah, it's not like you know, it's not like the super hyper detailed where you know you can see different skin tones across people's faces, but. I don't know, there's just a lot of details, a lot of busyness. I'm just scrolling through and like, you know, there's a market scene where you see like three or four different like shades of uh, awnings, like a little bit of, you know, where's Waldo with all the action going on. It's yeah, the art is probably one an incredibly strong part. Of this, so I'm glad we got this. Uh, these uh, let's see here uh, once again, the uh, George's Ginty and uh, mm -hmm. Dollhouse here. Yeah, which as a side note, I was just looking at the credits page. How long has this style of credits page been going on? Because I know that it's in the Son of Staros comic and it's in the Kenobi. I really like it. They don't use uh, it in any of the mainline runs. I don't. Hmm. Uh, uh, I think Yoda probably did it too. Yeah, um, that's, I think so. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe is that maybe that is the. Uh, I guess like the thing to like check as far as how long they've been doing it is looking up the Obi Wan miniseries from is, uh, no. yeah. last year. Um. But yeah, I speaking of uh, Caleb, like style wise, you had mentioned this reminds you a lot of like cyberpunk. And yes. I hear what you're saying. I think and there are, there are certain elements of that as well, uh, certainly elements of that. Uh, Obi-Wan did not have that for listeners at home, that style of cover page. Um, but I get a lot of like noir feeling from just like the story as a whole like it's like you know mm. mace is like i'm going to the seedy city and you know i gotta hunt out the bad guys i'm gonna you know where would but, if i was a bad guy where would i go it, i can't go to the authorities even yeah. the moment he lands on that planet starts doing a little like detective voiceover like you want there to yeah. be some jazz where it's <laughs> like it was the darkest stormy night when she came into my office yeah i'm going for these I, cool cats so he's got his yeah. hood pulled up you know yeah. it, yeah, I feel yes, and I, I, I no I do agree. The North feel, uh feeling is really there, but he also has green goggles on, so that means it's cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There's neon lights. But uh, I like love I, that, uh, you can definitely have both. Too. You can yeah, I was about to say he has a couple different outfits, so if you count this into revelations that he goes through, so definitely more than we've seen him in the movies here. So um yeah, it's a I said we can definitely do both here. So uh Oz, do you have anything else to add about like the art or the uh the art? what do you think is it is it more noir or cyberpunk I, I think it's i don't know i i didn't necessarily think of it as noir but yeah the moment you said that i i thought about the voiceover he's got going mm -hmm. um and it it does shift to black and white where he like sees that option <laughs> um which as someone who's not well versed uh necessarily in legends do we kind of consider that a reference to his shatter point of ability uh. where where he's like, this is here's what's gonna happen, and he like sees the fight as it would play out. I I don't think it's so much like you know here's literally how he envisions the fight. It's just like the it's a way of him being like, here's what's gonna happen, you losers. I'm gonna beat this <laughs> snot out of you, 
do you want that to happen? And that's just kind of like a visual representation yeah. of that back and forth. And then they run away. Well, I, like uh, well, I was about to say, maybe yeah, this is getting tweets, but maybe you used to force to like implant these visions in them, kind of like a weird uh-huh. like Jedi mind trick, like a mind intimidation. We yeah. did see him do something very interesting earlier where he, uh, and that opening scene where he mind tricked a, a a fisherman to say, "Hey, you're actually a really good pilot, so you're going to take me uh, chasing <laughs> yeah. after these guys." I I did. This is actually something I wrote down. I thought it was very fitting that um the basically the first thing we see him do in this comic is mind trick somebody, which I, I mean shouldn't necessarily be a big thing. Obi Wan does it in A New Hope, right? But yeah. but like that was a big part of the clone wars that episode where oh um, yeah where they like they do basically like the tortured on one uh, yeah. mind trick and I, if i recall correctly he's kind of leading the charge and so that's that's always been a scene people point to of him being you know when people call him a a gray jedi um oh. or or a dark jedi or whatever you know dumb terms people you call see him. his his he has a purple lightsaber because he embodies the dark side because yeah, it's yeah, a mix yeah, of yeah. red and blue and vapod is yeah no uh <laughs> do not bring vapod into this uh but no like it's you know mace has a certain reputation among fans some people really like him for this reason some people hate him for this reason because he's uh very stern, very aggressive at times. And yeah, so the first thing we see him do <laughs> Because is... he was played by Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, exactly. That's like half of it. But yeah. but the Clone Wars uh, dug in on that. And, uh, you know, he's the one who turned Anakin into Darth Vader, if you want to read it that way. Um, and now he's taking over. But, he, but it's also such a nice mind trick. He says, yeah. you're, a, you're a good pilot. And you're happy, happy to help. It's like, is this yeah. like mind trick or mind like you know therapy? Like you know, yeah. like mind, group. mind, aff- Jedi mind affirmations. Like you I are need, a powerful I need this and mace, beautiful person. I need this Mace Windu to come and tell me I'm going to do great on my exams <laughs> and just see what happens. <laughs> yeah, it's like you will, you will get that. Yeah, you will get an A. I'm like, oh, okay, shoot, Mace, thank you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I like I overall really enjoyed the story. Um. Well, but just like you, know, do we have any ideas where this is going to go? Because like we haven't even got like you know a full like you know description or sentence from like I well I'm going to assume it's going to be to do antagonist to do antagonist of this the um the uh Azita Cruz Azita Cruz like you know like I have no idea about I have a li- we have a little bit of an idea of her personality, but we have no idea how her and Mace are going to get along. Or and then the very next first page of issue two she like kicks him into shins and then runs away again like you know it i feel like we're just we've had a really fun like thematic start here but i feel like we still like issue two is going to be like you know the first like half of it is just going to be exposition as we have to explain everything i mean i could tell you what's in the solicits but i don't think that's very fun yeah uh, it it is very light on story i mean there was that you know little dark and stormy opening to just kind of set the mood the meeting at the Jedi Temple, which really was my favorite part, just because of the asset. I mean, who doesn't love the the Temple Courtyard? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Plus, we got to meet a new Jedi, which means like I've got a new glup to add to my list. Of course. Um, and I checked; she is not a, a Legends character. Neither is Romira a Legends planet. So we're yeah, we're I, I did check Romira. Yep. Yep. And uh, you know, we got an appearance of the Delta Seven, which is I think my favorite Jedi starfighter. Yeah, and, and I always love seeing the dumb little communicators that they wore, you know, only 20 years ago uh, that they used to have to put on their face. Uh, oh, yeah. It's just aesthetically pleasing. So I I was kind of bummed when he 
so quickly left Coruscant to go back out on his own. I was kind of hoping Gara would stick along. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then it's and then it ends with a chase scene. So it's kind of like three quick beats without a lot of story. Um, but it for what it was, it was it was enjoyable. It was, it was a lot of for... a lot of environmental storytelling. I'll say yeah, that. exactly. Mm-hmm. I I do think okay, going to the ending. Um, what I what shocked me and I did not see coming was him slicing three bodyguards in half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, three just like a, security dudes. Yeah, like you get to the end, these security dudes are chasing after Azita because she has this coaxium stuff on on the run. Very very solo the movie, solo Star Wars story. Um, mm-hmm. We got coaxium heist, um, yeah. and they like come up on her with gun blasters and batons. And Mace Windu's like, "Hey, drop those! Don't do it!" And he, they go to shoot. He slices the blaster in half. When you're like, "Okay." crisis averted then he no. slices all three of them in half in one sl- in like one strike yeah just uh, one, cool. i love that vunk i love that sound effect and it's no choom choom but yeah it's uh, it's pretty <laughs> sick uh yeah just like a there you see the three silhouettes of dudes in a row and just like a purpose slash all the way through them so yeah which is i don't a really know if sick i saw panel, that by the way More it is sick panel art. i don't know if i saw that coming from mace windu in issue one i mean i uh, think that could add to the sort of uh the Dark Jedi or whatever, where whatever. Oh God, gray Jedi. <laughs> yeah, gray. Can't, no, can't, but, uh, no. He, yeah, he's, he's morally he's, ambiguous. He's pushing his power, or, or maybe you know he's not a master yet, so maybe he was a little faster and looser with uh, the with human life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would have think he like when he's younger, he would have been more idealistic. I feel like yeah, that... you would think that he he maybe he grows jaded. Um, but I mean, in Attack of the Clones, we see him cut Jango's head off. Yeah, that's true. He was definitely that was a more threatening situation than this is. Yeah. It's like you cut the guards blaster in half. Where do you think the guard, like, what do you think happens next? I don't think it's, I'm going to jump the Jedi. Like this guard gets 15 credits an hour. Okay. Like he would have run away. (laughs) Yeah. But I don't know. I, I, very interesting. Yeah. I'm kind of curious to see how that like element of his character plays out a little bit further, further. However, I do think we should probably take a turn and talk a little bit more about, the Azita Cruz because we haven't really, I don't think, touched mm-hmm. on her too much. Not that there's a Not whole really. lot we can know about her yet. Um, but yeah, she is on this planet, has discovered or like got a hold of this formula for super epic cla- coaxium. And instead of like, you know, doing something maybe a little bit more responsible with it, she basically sends a blast out to the Galaxy War of the Bounty Hunter style saying, Come mm-hmm. and bid for or secure for me this epic coaxium and you have crime syndicates you have pikes we have huts um not yet but they they have heard the call uh and now the republic is trying to get in on the action through mace windu so i'm you know an interesting player you're right it is just like war of the bounty hunters yeah exactly she definitely seems like like we haven't gotten like an actual age but it definitely seems like she's supposed to be like a teenager I would say like, like she seems early twenties, maybe. But she, but I don't know. I, she seems young. Like I don't know. Like her character design with like the goggles and like the striped leggings and everything is very like I don't know. Like you know, like kid way over their head sort of look here. You know, yeah. just a couple character design options here. Uh, so I don't know. I should, like who I don't know how old they're trying to. She is specifically, but in my mind, she seems like she's like. Again, like 16, 17 years. If you years go to old, the, no the hologram and like the like very towards the very top when they're briefing, debriefing, 
I don't think that's a teenager. No, the one that where she looks younger though is the chase scene. Yeah, yeah she she's seems way younger in the chase scene. She she trips. She's like clearly in over her head. Um, she takes that big risk jumping off a building with a backpack full of nukes, <laughs> and uh, but she gets well. She actually doesn't quite get away until Mace comes and murders people. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but it's, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see kind of what her motives and, and how she got mixed up in all this are. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I think it's interesting, um, the coax, the this new super hyper coaxium would basically boost efficiency by 20%, which is considerable, but it's not like that much. Well, hold on. I thought they did. They said 120%, I, think I thought. It said it would boost it to 120, no, uh, I mean... if I recall. But because, yeah, that's a big difference than more than double. Let's see OK, yeah, 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 you're right. It, it says sublight engines to 120 percent without exploding. So it's like, yeah, we can instead of going, you know, 100 miles per hour, we're going to 120 miles per hour. And that's your sublight engine. sublight engines. So, yeah, this? yeah, that's true. Uh, you, this hey, even worth it, guys. Yeah, you know, this is well, if that's maybe just like that's the that's the sublight implications the hyperspace implications way crazier you just don't know about it yet uh exactly allow them to tap into path engines maybe it's like maybe that they were kind of tired of like hey how 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 many more like super like galaxy changing inventions can we put in here for MacGuffins? but actually but then destroy it at the end so that it's actually not important enough like you know just say the refinery the, the formula gets lost the refinery Gets destroyed. We have three more issues to figure out how hyper super yeah. quaxium is going to play into the greater galaxy. So. Exactly. That's uh, always the fun with me when when they talk about different fuels because I always just feel like they're making up a new one because they don't want to deal with Tabana gas for whatever reason. Are they? Yeah. Well, Tabana gas powers blasters, not ships. Okay. Well, and Tabana gas was in Light of the Jedi, so you know, not that long ago. No. Um. And then uh, was was Coaxium? Which one's in um in the Thrawn book? Uh, Dunium, uh, Dunium is Dunium, yeah, yeah, the see? metal. Exactly. There's just there's so many. So you can just throw. I one specifically out there. had to look that up for one of the uh, role playing things I'm running. It's I like, think Dunium uh, was also in the Bad Batch too. Like uh, maybe Ryloth. I don't know. Anyways. Um. Yeah. Good start. Uh. We'll see what what. What's her name? I already forgot. Azita Cruz. Cruz. Azita Cruz. Spelled with two U's, right? Uh, yes. So maybe she's a clone. That's. Oh God. Uh, the, the solicit calls her a pirate, but maybe she's a clone pirate. Yeah. Um, if she's a pirate, is she a member of the Dank Grax? The Dank Grax. <laughs> it's possible. Although Daniel Jose Older is not writing this, so probably not. She could be a Maz Kanata crew member, though. Yeah. She. I mean, she could know Maz. Have we seen Maz? We haven't seen her show up at all during the OT, right? Or, or I don't. No. Well, yeah, prequel trilogy. No, I think unless you count the little statue in Anakin's house from. Yes, the, yes, uh, that's true. I think it's basically history. High Republic and sequels and nothing in between as of right yeah. now. Right. Um. Anyway, yeah. So that's my current headcanon. But, but she did make a minor appearance in the Afra audiobook. Oh, interesting! I did in, not. In the in the Afro audio drama, like in the opening thing, they like uh. Oh, I think I do remember this. She's like Afro's being shot at by Mas Kanata. That's oh sick. yeah! All right, got okay. it. Got well, my then, glove show here. <laughs> nice. Oh, well, not glove show, but a, a obscure reference. Well, she's yes. still. I mean, despite being in a live in action the, movie, she's pretty glove. Two live action movies. 
Or right. uh, three. three? No, she she is she in hologram Tross? In, in eight. Uh, yeah, yeah, I knew about the hologram. Anyways, uh, I assume. I think she showed up in like a yeah, like a couple minor scenes. Yeah. So, with all that said, any other thoughts about Mace Windu? Uh, it's good. It's definitely it's definitely asking a lot of questions. Again, it's doing something fun with Star Wars. In this case, like a noiry, like cyberpunk, like detective fiction sort of thing. So we'll see if that continues on with this, or if we're going to turn into a buddy cop thing. I don't know, but I'm excited. Yeah. I think we're we're off to a pretty good start here. It's yeah. also nice. It's been a minute since we got a story that was fully disconnected. It's not one of the mm, high republic right. which is connected to so much stuff. Um, it's Sanastaros was not, you know, it was kind of its own thing, but it spun out of Star Wars and now she's back in the comic. Han Solo and Chewie was part of the Ajax Sigma and mm-hmm. uh, tied in with one other thing. Bounty I Hunters. Yeah, yeah with, Bounty yeah. Hunters, yeah. Um, it, so I don't know when the last kind of just completely just on its own four issue five issue whatever mini series that you can read on its own and it's about a character uh that we don't haven't gotten to see a lot of um in new canon at least and he's you know one of the the big ones so it's very cool to see plus a purple lightsaber looks cool on the page like what's not to like yeah no for sure i think outside of like i'm not gonna count vader black white and red because that's its own thing also it's yeah vader. vader doesn't count yeah that's true i think probably the last one honestly might be the obi-wan miniseries last year and that was kind of a thing like let's be real that they made it because the tv show is happening yeah yeah um, which that was a good series the i liked his tie-in book better uh paddle none well i liked padawan okay, yeah but uh master and apprentice was my favorite or, of the tie-ins or brother or, brotherhood was brotherhood brotherhood, brotherhood yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's fair. And I'm an and and I have a podcast for this stuff, and I can't even remember it. There's a lot. There's a lot of content. But yeah. speaking of a lot of content, uh, let's go through some of the other things that've been coming out lately. This this, this segment, I'm that I don't we have, I remember I had a name for it, but this segment's going to change a little bit as we're switching from week to week. But we're in a bit of transition phase, so some things that came out the last couple weeks that we have not like addressed so far have been Obi Wan number five. We're going to continue to not probably address that one. Um, I looked at it a little bit. Darth Vader 43. Have you all read Darth Vader 43? I read it this morning. Okay. Caleb, do you mind if I, I'm not going to spoil it. Go ahead. I I have some bones (laughs) to pick. I don't know. Go ahead. Oz, I don't know if you saw our Trevenized message. Okay. So we, we've, I think the broader Star Wars comics community is kind of like main fully keyed into the we have an, a year that takes place between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, and we, we're approaching too much things happening in that year between 40. We're going to get at least 50 issues of comics uh, like of a run um, for events like there's just so many things happening. Yeah. And it, in this Darth Vader issue, we established that we are now a month past Dark Droids, essentially. Yeah. So it, Dark Droids has to at least be like it cannot be like later than October of the Star Wars year right. if assuming there are 12 months and, so and assuming that that yeah so Jedi takes place in January this is yeah this is Halloween um I I am more forgiving than our dear friend Trev Trev about, yeah about that's fair captions that say a month later for me that's anywhere between like 16 days and six weeks <laughs> Okay. Like, it's you're just like oh yeah, yeah. Month, last month. I, obviously, 
it does say I mean, one month later, but or, yeah. but you know, hey, I thought those were like cycles is or it, something. Is it February is is it right. September, you know? it, it, it the point being, we are we are getting. There's just a lot of time that needs to have elapsed here. Yeah, and a lot I, of things uh, that have happened. I don't disagree with you in the general sense. I just that's one of those things. Despite being a bit of a timeline nerd myself, I. Mm-hmm. I'm just okay with the days not all necessarily lining up uh, just because it is what it is. If if we have 200 issues of comics that take place in that year, yeah, so be it. Um, I think for I, me, now, it's... that said, I would like to explore other eras. Right. I don't. But yeah, is, I think for me, it's it, not it's like a, to be a bit much. Yeah, it's not like a hard number thing. It's not like I'm counting in my head and like we get to 366. So I'm like, yeah. ha, this needs to stop now. It's more just like the the feeling i get of just like you know we're still we're still going yeah like like when you think about it when leia wakes up han and jabba's uh, yeah palace yeah it's like han let me fill you in on what what happened transpired in the past year with you got a minute in the planet got taken over by a scourge and that happened 10 months ago yeah like yeah yeah, we had a, a auction for your life. You went for over a billion credits or whatever. Um, your ex-girlfriend came back, burned down the entire galaxy, started a syndicate war, um, almost By killed the way, the Emperor. me and Kira are tight now. Yeah, me and Kira like, are she's kind cool. of, we're we're we're, es- we're Eskimo sisters. We're we're super chill. Um, <laughs> also, yeah. maybe we're about to go meet in a CD bar. We don't. We don't know. know hey, yet. I still am not sure what's happening in the epilogue of that book, but we can save that for another podcast potentially. But um, what did you think of forty three? Which actually, <laughs> yeah, and this whole. This whole story is odd to me. It is odd. We are we have like Vader's new crew to replace his previous five crews that he's had in his comic run, and none of them have like a, a none of them have a personality. They're not developed characters. They're just objects. They're just people. They're rebel cyborgs that he's like you're mine now. He mind wipes them essentially, puts them under control. They don't have like they don't mean anything to me because they have not been given meaning. Yeah, in the and, story. I mean, one thing I love about this, I love Sly Moore just because, like, Why the design's yeah. so great. Um, and because she, like, totally stands out. Same reason I love uh, Masameda because mm-hmm. they don't fit in with the Empire. But she's doing this uh, plan to team up with Vader to kill the Emperor. And I just, yeah, I don't really feel it. I yeah. don't know. Um, a part of it is because this is just kind of rinse and repeat for what Vader's been doing. And this, um, yeah, this is like literally the comic, the whole comic's like, remember when we did the stuff back in issue 24? I'm like, yeah, if this was another run, that would be really cool for me. But I, I didn't like that. So now yeah, we're doing that like, again. They recruited all these people from throughout the run, which is, you know, good, like objectively good storytelling mm-hmm. from an ongoing comic standpoint, because you're, you're tying it all in. Right, right. But also like. You're assuming that I remember this governor of that planet. I oh, I do. Like, she, I like, remember like, she wore a big old mech suit. Yeah, I remember her, but it's like Captain Korlick. I'm like, who died? He was uh, not really a developed character. He just like, you were like, oh, he, I guess, was the captain on the Star Destroyer and Dark Droids. But I didn't really know that. that yeah, I don't, he whatever. Was, um, the Admiral, actually, and then he yeah. got demoted. But uh, do we, we do need to talk, or at least briefly mention, you know who came back this issue as well? Tell us. Kitster. 
Kitster's oh, back. Right. Yes, Kitster Kitster's back. back. Darth Vader ch- force chokes him as a threat, which is just kind of crazy. A crazy sentence for me to say that Darth Vader force chokes Kitster to scare like a rebel scientist into cooperating. Yeah, and um, I mean, I thought it was wild when he came back. In yeah, the, it was uh, in the Sabe arc. Uh, do we think that that Vader knows it's him? Yeah, no, for sure. Okay, I couldn't remember what kind of. Yeah, no, the, I think they, they had, had some some of the red flashback pages. Yeah. In oh, the, that's right. They showed him in because uh, he Don he has Rigo. to do a pod racer uh, wall. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that now that wild pod racer arc. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's, yeah, it's that's so it's, weird. It's, I it's, mean, I know that's Star Wars bringing in you know small universe bringing in characters yeah. that shouldn't meet up again. But like Kitster, really? Is Kitster's uh, canon story going to be wilder than his legend story? I don't know his legend story. Uh, I think it's mainly in Star Wars Galaxy. I think he like has a wife, cheats on her, gets another wife, just like kind of kind of weird behavior for a sci-fi character of, oh, of his stature. Um, but yeah, I mean that's if, just it is classic Star Wars to to build out a Wikipedia page of someone who had six seconds of screen. Yeah, time. yeah, I think he had like a couple wives, and then also was maybe uh, alcoholic. But you know, hey, then he was a slave, he, so he, his, he went home that. to rethink his life. Yeah, uh, but well, if would, if we I, ever get a fact pop for Phantom Menace, you know he's getting a story. oh Kitster, yeah, Kitster Barani, whatever his name is. Yeah, people are gonna be racing for him. Uh, but that's probably enough Darth Vader talk. Uh, we're just gonna get mad. Um, but, uh, so high Republic adventures number three came out. We're not talking about this week because we had recorded a little bit earlier uh, than we normally do. So we might, well actually probably talk about that at least somewhat next week. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I'm going to go ahead and predict it right now. It bangs. It, it'll probably bang. Uh, it you probably, will, read, yeah. you'll be reading this as well. You will have already read this for sure by the time you listen to this episode, but it probably bangs. Um, and then next week, or as you're listening to this episode, uh, the issue coming out is Star Wars 43, which is the last issue of the kind of little mini arc with Luke and his kyber crystal stuff kyber again. Crystal. So Man, um, I'm loving these little peeks into him, but I want more. I wish I want more. We're, I mean, I'm sure the trial of Lando is going to be solid, but I do want more. Um, but yeah, hey, that's a, a little preview on what we're probably going to be talking about next week. But. That'll do it for this week's episode of the Cosmic Force. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. You can also follow us on Twitter and tweet at the show at Cosmic Force Show. And you can follow the hosts individually as well. I'm at Jacob Bausch. Caleb is at Caleb Lamanek. And Oz is just Oz. For reviews and guides for the rest of the wide galaxy of Star Wars content, be sure to visit utini.com. We encourage you to join our Utini Discord community by going to utini.com slash discord. And you can help support the show by heading on to patreon.com slash utini. Uh, where you can start getting perks at just $5 a month. A special thank you to Brian Dooley, Carl Sander, Michael Fry, and Raymond Bazinski on our Jedi High Council, and James T., Ashley Engel, Colton Five, Chris Carrizo, and Sally and Chris Arlerson on our Alliance High Command for all their amazing support. Thank you again, Caleb and Oz, for hosting with me, and a special thanks to all of our listeners out there. We really appreciate you. Uh, see you all in a week, and may the Force be with you. Bye-bye. Bye now.